Welcome to the Diamond Mind Podcast with Nate and Lanny, where we listen to all 92 Diamond albums certified by Billboard. Today's album is the Titanic soundtrack. Now this one, it says is by various artists, Mm -hmm. even though it's pretty much the same composer. Yeah. And it's Lane Dion at the end. So, uh, this album has 15 songs. It is 72 minutes long. It went 11 times platinum and it was released in 1997, which is when the movie Titanic came out. Um, I would like to preface everything with, um... Just this statement. Uh, it's really hard to make a podcast uh, evaluating albums when there are no where when there is no lyrical content to the albums, and the only lyrical content in this album, and correct me if I'm wrong, Lainey, is the Celine Dion song. That is the only lyrical song, correct? Yes. So, um, and I'm sure y'all could uh, tell with the Kenny G album. <laughs> Uh, I honestly thought when we made the Kenny G podcast, I thought that maybe we were just bad at doing the whole podcast thing. And obviously, like, we're not great. We're, we're kind of new into the whole podcast thing. Yeah. But um, it's really, like, these non-lyrical content albums are super duper difficult um, because it's like... What do you talk about, really? Like, I mean, oh, that's a nice instrumental. Um, Especially with albums like uh, the Titanic soundtrack. Titanic, all of those songs kind of have a similar vibe Mm -hmm. because it's all to a movie. At least Kenny G. Breathless, it wasn't to like a movie or anything. So he could kind of do whatever he really wanted with the saxophone and put it on that album. Um, But this album, all of the songs kind of have to have a similar vibe. Because it's all on a movie. I mean, it goes with the Titanic movie. It was created for a purpose. Kenny G's was just him doing whatever he felt like doing. Yes. And it's kind of hard because we can't really analyze this in detail. Like, oh, that was a crescendo. Oh, they're playing that in Forte. Like, Mm -hmm. no, I don't know that. I don't have the sheet music in front of me. And either way, I probably wouldn't analyze it like that. Yeah. So. Anyways, I I just wanted to preface it with that. Um, that being said, I don't have a massive amount to talk about with this album. Like certain podcasts, we have a lot to talk about. Like, uh, we talked, yeah, we talked about with a lot with Creed and Nickelback and, um, the Garth Brooks podcast, which Mm -hmm. should be out by now. Um, by the time this is out, obviously, um, I felt like we talked a lot, or at least I talked a lot about stuff, but, um, I don't know. I just don't have a. A huge ton to mm, yeah. to talk about with the Titanic album. I tried to write something down for every song, mm-hmm. but it will probably be repetitive. But then I had a couple notes after, because I went back and watched the movie. So I have a few notes for, for after when I did that, you know. Uh-huh. But nothing too you, Like extravagant. Yeah. 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 I get you on that. I mean, um, yeah, I just understand. So... If you would like to get into it, we can okay, uh, get into it, and don't worry if it's not yep, too crazy, the, too crazy much. <laughs> the longest intro that we've ever had, I yeah. think, for this podcast. Sorry, guys. Okay, yeah. Uh, so the first song on the soundtrack was "Never an Absolution." Uh huh. I just put 
that I love some good bagpipes. And that, <laughs> oh, yeah, was this that, was the bagpipes. Yeah, and there was a woman that was doing, like, the the singing where it was just, like, the awls in the background mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, and I said that it was kind of like the sirens, like... The, like, oh, like the mythical, the, mythological yeah, creatures. Yeah, 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 not like an actual, like... Yeah, like the... the Aren't those, like, like they mermaids or something? And I they, think they're supposed to be kind of like mermaids. They sit on an island and they sing. And, and they lure the them, sailors in and then they, they cross their them. ships. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, <laughs> and then I said for a minute, it did kind of remind me of the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And I only know that because I'm, like, kind of nerdy, whatever. And then um, if someone was just, like, really sad and just listened to this, I could see it making them, like, have a tear just, like, roll down someone's face. Mm-hmm. And then you said, where are you, Christmas, from the Grinch. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, this is the first time in this podcast that I've ever worn shoes while recording. How about that? How about that, guys? <laughs> Anyways, uh, distant memories. Oh, you didn't have anything for the first song? No, not a lot. Mm, yeah. Nothing that you didn't go over. Okay, great. Um, distant memories. Place. Uh, I wrote that it has a whimsical opening feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like whimsical was a good way to describe that. Um, uh, I said I, f- I felt like I would appreciate this soundtrack in general a lot more if I was in a symphony or something where I could like uh, be like, oh man, those people that are playing this instrument, that they are playing it legit, bro. Like They are super good at what they're doing. But because I don't have that background, it's kind of like, it's hard right. for me to connect with this uh, soundtrack. Um, they get a, they do get a little pep in their step though. It's like, I wrote, it's like a voyage, like, like it perfectly does encompass riding on a ship and going and right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So for this one, I said that it kind of reminded me of the intro to, um, Charlie and the chocolate factory, the one with Johnny Depp. Cause you know how it's like really intense when it's like flying around the factory or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't look it up. Um, and then they had that harp, and I just wrote, okay, harp, in all capital letters. <laughs> okay, harp. Okay, harp. And then I just said that it kind of reminds me of the Little Mermaid soundtrack. Like, I feel like it's really similar, because obviously it is kind of ocean-oriented. And it did have a big crescendo. I did note this. Mm-hmm. It's the only time I did. And that one really took us by surprise, because it just, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. happened. It was like a crash, kind of, but it also kind of built up to it, so it was like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, to give y'all a little, uh, if you've never listened to the Titanic soundtrack, which I don't assume a lot of people right. really have, um, if you're not from back then and weren't like crazy about the movie Titanic, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, um, some of the songs on this album are literally like eight minutes. Uh, and that also kind of contributes to uh, how everything kind of has the same feel. You can kind of get, like, lost in a song, almost. Like, you're like, dang, we're still listening to this song? Like, it feels like this song has been going on for forever, because some of the songs really do go on for eight minutes, eight and a half minutes, seven minutes, you know? Um, I just wanted to say that. So these aren't, like, normal-length songs. These aren't three-and-a-half-minute songs. They're Some of them are. Some of them are normal length, but mm-hmm. some of them aren't, so I wanted to point that out. What is that on the audio? Did I, like, scream? 
I don't know. I don't know. We have an audio capture in front of us if uh, y'all couldn't piece that together. Anyways. I don't know. I just know I was trying to drink my tea and I had like a huge gulp. <laughs> so I had to turn around, but it probably still got it on the audio. Whatever. Uh-huh. It's fine. Uh, so the next song is Southampton. You didn't have okay. Yeah. I just me. said it had a great harmonic choir. It, it was a joyful sound, and I was like, uh, I kind of questioned if this was the boat setting cell because it sounded so like, just I don't know the word for it, but it sounded like everyone was very hopeful and they were going off into they were new, on their expedition. Exactly, new beginnings kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, the next one, Rose. Uh, it's the first time in the album, I believe, that we hear the iconic Titanic riff, you know, like the, (laughs) like the, that iconic Titanic riff. Um, uh, I wrote that I really liked the, the flute intro that is with this song and that it alludes to later in the album when, uh, Celine Dion is going to be singing that riff. Mm -hmm. Uh, something that kind of, I kind of have a gripe about with this album is that, um, they really milk that iconic Titanic riff. Like, I feel like that's all over this album, like in multiple, multiple, multiple songs. It is. Um. It really, yeah. It happens in at least three of them. Uh, and I was just like, man, they're really like hitting that riff and, and multiple songs and I don't know. Uh, I mean, they wanted to go with the same theme, like like yeah. you said earlier. Like we kind of understand that, but I don't know. It just gets old when you're sitting and listening to the soundtrack itself for seventy two yes. minutes straight, and not like with the movie or anything. Like, right, just that's listening. a whole different experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this one, I mean, you basically covered what I was going to say. I was like, it's a classic song from the movie. Had some heavy flute action. That angelic voice came back over doing the the oh or whatever with, you know, my heart will go on. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. I really hit that. Don't worry. Uh Uh-huh. That's all I have for it. All right. Uh... (laughs) Leaving Port was the next one. Nothing? Okay. No. (laughs) Um, This one, I mean, just based off the title alone, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I guess this is the one where they're actually, like, setting sail, waving on the side of the ship, you know? Um, and I wrote, when I was listening to this with you, I wrote that it's been a very long time since I've seen the movie, so I really, like, can't remember everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also said that it sounded similar to Southampton with a little bit more pizzazz. Yeah, I do remember you saying that yeah. while we were, uh, listening. Um, and then just, like, a random note for the album, I said that I like it about the same as Kenny G so far, and I like that it's on the classical side because I've been trying to get like more into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I wrote. I'd like to uh, give a little shout because I didn't say anything. I'm I, I couldn't say anything for leaving port. I probably don't got a lot to say for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd like to give a little shout. Uh, James Horner wrote most of the songs on this album, uh, and actually recently. Uh, not recently, as in within the past few months, but like a couple of years ago, he uh, actually died in a plane crash. And I looked that up and I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. 2015. Yeah. And he died in like some woods in California or something. Uh, it was in like a national Padres park. Padres National Forest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's crazy. The writer of the Titanic soundtrack died in a plane crash. But mm-hmm. I feel like uh, a, a few famous people have died in 
aerial crashes. A like lot. Kobe Bryant, uh, John Denver, like Buddy Holly, the big uh-huh. popper, all of them. That's just I don't know. That's I just crazy. Say Leonard Skinner was that who it was? A lot, like a lot of people have died in plane crashes. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. The, that's just the. Is Leonard? Are the people? Is somebody from Leonard Skinner not still alive? I don't know. A lot of people are dead, and everyone just changes out their music musicians and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I really don't know. Personally, if I names. was in a band and one of my members died, I think that would just be the end of the band. That's what the Beastie Boys did. I mean, that's what uh, <laughs> that's what Green Day said. They were like. None of us are leaving this band unless it's in a casket, and like. That's fair. I think that I think that's kind of how I'd be. Like, once once they leave in a casket, I think that's the end of the band. I think that's because at that point, especially with a band like Green Day, where there's only three people, like mm-hmm. you've kind of lost a third of your identity. And they've been going for so long at this point, like. You want to hear something weird? Yeah. Uh, they've been a band since. Uh, the late 80s yeah. that's super weird to think of them as like a late 80s band they used to just make cheesy love songs <laughs> that was their, literally their first album uh-huh it was just cheesy love songs and anyways we're talking about green day on a titanic soundtrack podcast it always goes back to them i think we're yeah it always mm. goes back to them anyway take her to see mr murdoch who is mr murdoch okay in the movie okay Mr. Murdoch, I don't know what, like, his actual position is on the ship. Mm -hmm. He's not the captain, but he's, like, one of the guys, one of the crew members that is controlling the ship and everything. Yeah. And there is a line in the movie where the captain says, I think it is, take her to see Mr. Murdoch. Mm -hmm. And that's when, like, this song picks up. So it actually really makes a lot of sense. Do you have any notes for this one? Mm, Mr. Murdoch. I just looked up Mr. Murdoch on... Like Google, David H. Murdoch. I don't know if this is the same guy, but he's born in 1923, so it kind of like when when was the Titanic? Maybe this guy's like the child. 19. I don't. Oh no, was it 1912 or was it 1920s? Maybe this guy's the child, Keith Rupert Murdoch, whoever that is. Anyways, maybe Mr. Murdoch is a fictional character. Maybe he's like a, uh, I have no clue. Um, it kind of does, it's kind of... Okay, it was 1912. Yeah, I don't, I don't know uh, a whole lot of, the, fact, <laughs> the history about this. I know it. Right. Titanic took off. Titanic was the unsinkable big old ship. That thing sank. Should and I a give, lot of people should died. I give the spoiler alert? For the if, movie? Okay, if you need a spoiler alert so for the Titanic... Seen. Okay, that's fair. In the also trigger warning in the in the movie, uh, Mr. Dardock, Mr. Who, Mr. Murdoch, when they were trying to like um, put everybody in the the lifeboats or whatever, because you know they didn't have enough, mm-hmm. they only did like half of the capacity of the ship because they didn't think it was going to sink because I mean. of the design. Also, they're like, oh, it's kind of ugly, like you know. mm-hmm. whatever. He actually in the movie shot himself in the head. Really? Yeah. I wonder if that happened in real life. I don't know. The Titanic is so heavily romanticized. It, I don't mm-hmm. know. They I don't did. know. We can look that up later. You guys can look that up. I don't know. I wonder how much more uh, dramatic the movie is rather than the actual sinking of the Titanic. Like, I wonder if the water rushed in and people were like, oh my gosh, or if it just like... Honestly, it... yeah. I think that part is true. Mm-hmm. And, like, with all the frozen bodies and stuff and the yeah. shit, like, I think that... I. 
probably would have had a panic attack and just drowned. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> like, mm. That's probably what would have happened. But the whole part, the chase scene with like Jack and Rose and I can't remember what her fiance's name is, but that was just too much. Yeah. Because um, that like did not happen. I'm, I'm going to look up if Mr. Murdoch really shot himself in the head. Uh, okay. Did Mr. Getting back to the song, though, um, I did say that I really enjoyed listening to this one because it made me <laughs> wrote that it made me feel like I was flying. I don't even know what that's mm. supposed to mean, but that's what I wrote. And I said that I like how the bells were incorporated and it just sounded very full. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Delgado, who has been on exploration missions to the Titanic, said there is no definitive evidence to prove that Murdoch shot himself other than several witnesses report that uh, ale- oh my gosh several witnesses reports that allege an officer killed himself but the reports do not specify who okay so it was just based off of like a vague like a rumor i guess yeah a rumor um, from the Titanic I love that. I think it's crazy that this the ship. I'm sorry, we're just kind of like rambling. But <laughs> this one might actually be kind of long. <laughs> uh, uh, I think it's crazy that the ship straight up split in half. Yeah, because of the way the. I think it was because of like the chambers or something underneath when they filled up, and then it couldn't take the entire back weight of the boat, so it just snapped. That's crazy. And then the back part went completely upright, uh-huh. and then and then like just shot down and you know it like sucks everything down yeah because i mean it it has to create a whirlpool yeah that vortex kind of thing um oh man that'd be so scary i yeah i kind of got like my heart when i was watching the movie Mm -hmm. my heart was kind of racing so i was like this like this really happened i haven't watched i haven't watched the movie in a long time so does it actually show the ship snapping in half and like yeah it shows everything Mm -hmm. it shows i haven't watched it in a minute literally it shows everything Man, crazy. like people literally experience that. And then there's a um, the Titanic Museum in Pigeon Forge or wherever it is. Yeah, near here or whatever. And that there's a certain part where you can walk in, and there's like a plexiglass thing, and it shows like water pouring down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And like that's really, I I think just seeing that would scare the crap out of me, even if it was in like my house or something. I don't know, <laughs> like that would just scare me. I would not Fair be enough. To. But the ship? No. That, that'd be game over. And then there was also a scene. This is totally... <laughs> this is totally random. But after everything went down and, like, the people froze to death because the lifeboats, like, didn't come back or whatever, it showed um, this one woman holding her baby in the water because mm-hmm. they couldn't get on the lifeboat. God, dude, that was messed up. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Was, yeah. Uh, where were we? Hard to starboard. Yeah. Did you write anything for that one? Literally. Little gap-tooth stud with the ear piercing. Because <laughs> that's what that's James what Horner was like. Yeah, It was just <laughs> him smiling with his big gap teeth and a stud earring. I love that that's what you wrote. Okay, for this one, I said that it sounded similar to the rest of the songs because of that flute. Um, <laughs> Wait, um, is this hard to starboard? Yeah. I also wrote that I stood up and twerked to this. <laughs> Hard to starboard. Swashbuckling type beat. It's like swashbuckling. Uh, anyway, moving on from that, I wrote that 
it still have the same melody as my heart will go on uh and it quickly oh i did write that it quickly turned into twerking or fighting music depends mm-hmm. on how you look at it and it reminded me of pirates of the caribbean swashbuckling mm-hmm. type beat exactly and i said uh i felt like this one specifically was trying to tell a story and there was a certain like beat kind of in the back background that reminded me of an 80s synth and mm-hmm. a little bit like star wars not a whole lot just a little twinge and i, I said uh there's a lot of emotion, and the end kind of sound, sounded like something evil was happening, like a villain was being born, something like that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Un- unable to stay unwilling to leave. Is that the next one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, another lame My Heart Will Go On thingy is what I wrote. The same little melody that they're kind of kind of milking. Uh, plays during this song and that that was I don't know I just felt like that was kind of lame to me that um, I guess to get that in your head subtly throughout the movie get that in your head so whenever Mm -hmm. it does have like the big emotional scene or whatever like oh or let go or whatever does it actually even play that during that the I'll never let go Jack I can't remember wasn't she on a door I, people say it was a door. I don't know if it was a door or if it was just a piece of, like, the wall or something uh-huh. that ripped off. Um, yeah, I really need to rewatch that movie because, I mean, that movie was gigantic. I don't know. I just remember her, like, ripping his frozen hand off of her arm. Uh-huh. And then, like, swimming. I don't know. Anyway, uh, for this one, I wrote, I could easily fall asleep to this. It was just so, like, boring, kind of. Um, I also wrote that this one kind of had a synth sound going on. Same flute and melody, and then I wrote, give me something new and exciting, James. But then this <laughs> one also kind of gets kind of serious at the end. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then we took a break to watch that ice fishing TikTok. <laughs> what had happened? That guy was screaming help in the shed, and then he, oh, yeah. and he was, <laughs> and then just he was like, twerking. Yeah. Oh, man. Twerking podcast. The, that, the twerking the mine. The twerking. No, no, no. The diamond twerk. <laughs> The twerking diamond. Yeah. That's an image. Okay, and then the sinking. Uh, it does feel as stressful as a big old ship sinking. Had had my heart, had the My Heart Will Go On clip yet again, mm-hmm. but uh, the sinking, I, I do remember, I do remember this song, because uh, a lot of this album I don't remember, because it's all so similar, mm-hmm. but I do remember this one being like, oh my gosh, this does kind of feel like a... A sinking, like I can feel yeah. my uh, myself being overwhelmed by this massive ship going down into the ocean. Right. I said that um, if this wasn't during the ship sinking, then I don't want it because the title is literally the sinking. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> and then I said <laughs> it sounds like something eventful and stressful is happening. The plot is thickening or reaching like the climax for the falling action. Uh, it had a little spike in my anxiety. Like, my heart started to race a little bit, and then there was, like, a piano crash, kind of, which brought just chaos into the orchestra. So, I think this one actually did take place during the sinking, when they were all, like, running around trying to find lifeboats. And How much more movie... Okay, so, we've made it through... Um, the sinking is the ninth song on this 15-song right. album. We're three-fifths of the way through the album... 
How much more of the movie is there after the ship starts sinking? More than you'd think. Like, what do they... What, what okay, do you even so do? The ship sinking itself was probably like 30 mm-hmm. minutes to an hour long. Because everybody was trying to find the lifeboats. Jack was handcuffed down below. And Rose had to go take an axe and, like, cut it off. And then her fiancé tried to shoot him. And then, like, it showed the the orchestra, the little... Was it a quartet? I can't remember. But the little band or whatever they Mm -hmm. were playing. It showed the captain locking himself in a room so he would go down with the ship. Like, it was just all of this stuff happening all at once. And it was very... Uh, hectic, chaotic, just, mm-hmm. just, it was really sad and like, uh, yeah, emotional, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Which brings us to the next song, which is Death of Titanic, and that's when it actually, I believe, like, was sinking, like, was going down, breaking in half. Like, Gosh, that's so stressful. All of that, yeah. The music, I mean, the music really amplified the m- movie, mm-hmm. so when you put the two together, it's I bet if I did, better. if I did watch, uh... Maybe we should do this one for other uh, movie soundtracks. Watching the movie together as well, mm-hmm. I bet I would have a lot more to say. Because really, after the sinking, I don't have a ton to say. Um, yeah, like, that's true. I can I can say stuff for the Celine Dion song, but really, I don't have anything to say, or else I'd just be repeating myself. Um, the thing is, though, is that the soundtrack is also not in the same order as the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, Southampton happens way earlier than it does on the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Like, it's one of the first songs. I mean, isn't Southampton, like, the third song, though? Yeah, but in the movie, I think it's, like, one or two. (laughs) And then, like, the first song that happens, Never an Absolution, I think happens, like, a lot later. So, it just all kind of varies. Um, I literally wrote on Death of the Titanic, Homeboy, this ish boringer than a mofo. So... (laughs) That's that. Uh, for this one, I had a decent amount. I just wrote that it begins with a crash, and it just piles onto the sinking. So it was very dramatic, and you can tell, other than from the title, that something bad is happening and that it's serious. But it kind of fades out, so it's either resolved or you would think it was ending. But then the orchestra would smack you in the face over and over again. So maybe that was when it like broke, and people were like, Oh, okay, maybe maybe it's kind of over, and then it just like the thing went like back goes under and yeah. sucks everybody into the water. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And then uh, this is the longest song in the album, and it was at eight minutes twenty six seconds. Good night. Um. Yeah. The next song is a promise kept. Do you have anything for that one? Um, I would just be repeating myself. Okay. I really don't have much to say until the Celine Dion song. So. I mean, I'll bounce off of you, but I really don't want to repeat myself. And Oh, gosh, that's like four songs. Okay. It's like three. Okay. Uh, I said that this one reminds me of Death, Calmness, Peace. I said it was just a flute again. Uh, kind of tired of I listening. I really did like the, the flute, honestly. I liked it, but it was just so repetitive. And that's yeah. what kind of, that's what I did not like about it. Uh, I said that. Uh, I was tired of listening to the soundtrack in general, mm-hmm. and we kind of talked through this one, and that's all I wrote. That's kind of how it does go on some of these albums, though. Like, you kind of you're like, man, I just really don't want to don't want to consume this material anymore. Especially albums that have a lot of sameness to them, like the Creed album and this uh, Titanic album. Like, once you get ever so far into it, 
it's there's not. Well, Kenny G, we were tired of him too. Yeah, but <laughs> th- we were tired of him because uh, the last like three, four, five oh, songs got really, really, really bad, and we were like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired of this. Uh, I didn't even realize I was tired of the saxophone until after I had listened to the album. And I was like, oh my gosh, and I'm that's so... that's also the thing. We do listen to the straight mm-hmm. instead of trying to, like, a song at a time or mm-hmm. pieces of it. No, it's the entire thing. We sit there for the full whatever. Like hour and yeah. however long the album is. So it does get a little tiring, but we do try to try- take breaks to do that. Yeah. Uh, the next one, A Life So Changed. I said that it was the same melody again. And the same woman singing, and that this one was actually, like, putting me to sleep. Like, I really wanted to take a nap. Oh, dude, I wanted to sleep, too. I was laying yeah. on that beanbag. Yeah. Bro, I was about, <laughs> yeah. I was about gone. There was a point in time where I, like, really almost did fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to, like, stay awake or Lainey will yell at me. Because, like, I mean, you wouldn't yell at me, but you'd probably be like, Nate, come on, we're doing a podcast. I want to say that this one, this is just a guess, is when she's on the rescue boat. Mm-hmm. And her fiance, who ended up surviving because he's a piece of crap, and he was looking for her, and then they finally like dock. He doesn't see her; they never see each other again. Whatever. Mm-hmm. They finally dock, and then they're like, "Oh, what's your name?" In the movie, her name is Rose something. I don't remember her last name, but Jack's name is Jack Dawson. Yeah. And so they and so they're like, "What's your name?" And she goes, "Rose Dawson." So I think that's what this one was kind of in the background with, was when she was on that boat, the rest yeah. of the boat. The next one is uh, An Ocean of Memories. Oh, ocean. I get it. This one... <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. This one, uh, I just kind of questioned, like, is this when she goes back and throws the heart of the sea in the ocean, like that necklace? The, yeah. Because uh, I really don't know. And I like that it had chimes and, like, a xylophone or something going on. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I was just trying to say something positive about every song because I was really tired of listening. Is, uh, I don't know if you know about the history of the Titanic, but is the Titanic, was that a cruise ship or was there a reason that they were riding the Titanic other than, I know it was like a big luxury ship because it was a massive ship. And I know like there were some like luxurious people on that ship, but like, was it a cruise or do you know? I think, well, it was the first of its kind. Yeah. So, I don't know the exact purpose behind creating the ship, mm-hmm. but in the movie, it says um, Titanic Liverpool, so based on that, I guess it was docked mm-hmm. there, like, and then it also says Southampton, so I don't know the geography of England, I really don't, so it was just in a port somewhere, and it was going to America, so I think some people that were getting on the ship were going back home to America. And then some people were also trying to, like, sneak, like, come into America and become a citizen. Yeah. So I don't really know what the sole purpose of building that ship was other than trying to do something one of a kind, like the first of its kind or whatever. Because if it was a cruise, like, that puts it in a whole different light. Like, um, there's a difference between going on a cruise and your cruise ship wrecking and you dying and going on like a ship to go across the, go across the ocean and go live a different life. Uh, and it crashing and dying. Cause like a cruise ship, you, you don't got to get on that cruise ship. Like you've got to be sitting there and it crash and you think like, Oh man, I 
just made such a mistake. Why did I get on this cruise ship, you know? Right. Okay, so there are two different things that I pulled up when I looked up why was the Titanic built. The first one says, the White Star Line built the ships because they wanted to compete with another shipping company. And that the first ship from White Star Line was the Olympic. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yellow pepper. And then... Um, Another one says that traveling on the Titanic was a voyage of purpose primarily to transport mail, cargo, and passengers, many of whom were immigrating as steadily and safely as possible, and it was designed to withstand harsh seas and cut through water. The Titanic was built with efficiency in mind. Mm -hmm. With that being said, though, going back into the movie, again, I don't know how true some of this was because it... It is a dramatization. Exactly. But there's a part in the movie where there's a guy who I think was just a sole investor, or maybe he was the guy for White Star Line. I don't know. Yeah. But he named the Titanic, basically. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, fire all the engines, and we'll surprise them, and we'll get there early. And because they did that, they didn't have time to like look out for stuff and react. And so when they did see the iceberg, they couldn't react. It was like too late. They couldn't react quick enough to finally turn it. So they started to turn it, but then it just scraped the entire side, basically. Yeah, that's crazy. Because it was the and it was ba- and the captain like didn't want to do it, but then he ended up doing it. And then after it happened, he was like, "Well, crap, I'm going down with it." And he, I mean, he went down with the ship. Mm-hmm. The the unsinkable ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's so funny. Throughout the entire movie, they were talking about how unsinkable it was, how like safe and unsafe it was. And then it happened, and I was like, oh my gosh, I like how they put all of that in. It's really just like... Um, With the demise. I bet the whole unsinkable ship thing, if that's like actually what they were constantly talking about back in the day, I bet that was just like a to flex on the other company that they were competing with. Like, yeah, our ship's unsinkable, buddy. I bet it wasn't like an assurance thing. It was more of like, yeah, well, we ain't sinking. Of, it was made of like titanium or something. Mm-hmm. And it was so, the I biggest mean, ship. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because it had what four smokestacks. It's a big old ship. And like the Olympic or something is its sister, so it's the exact mm-hmm. same. And then wait, there's also the Queen Mary though. Is that? Wasn't the Olympic the one that got sunk by the Germans or something? I don't know. We're getting really into this. No, no, they had a sister ship that got sunk by the Germans. I know, but then there's a Queen. Mary, the one that's like really haunted or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like that one's related, but maybe it's not. But then the Titanic two is either supposed to set sail this year or next year. The Lusitania. The Lusitania. That was okay, yeah, the that, that, uh, that was sunk by a German U-boat. torpedo, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, it was believed to be invulnerable, just like the Titanic. Wait, I, okay, wait, hold on. I have to find there out. There was the Britannic. That is the ti- That is a sister ship to the Titanic. Uh, it sank in the Aegean, A-E-G-E-A-N, I don't know, C, in November 21st, 1916, killing 30 people. Uh... Oh my gosh. Okay, so listen to this. Mm-hmm. The Titanic 2 is like the exact same as Titanic. Mm-hmm. Right, except I would really hope and assume that it has more lifeboats. Yeah. Uh, it took $500 million. Good night. Where are they getting that money? I don't know. It's supposed to set sail in 2022. That is one, $500 million. That is one-fourth of America's daily budget. 
to get in the bed. third class cabins, it's three hundred fifty dollars, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. For a first class cabin? No, 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 no. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I misread that. I misread yeah. That. Are you tripping? Hold on. That was like how it would correspond to today's money. Mm-hmm. For a first class cabin back then, like in today's money, it'd be a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my goodness. Wow. $100,000. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. I'm trying to find out how much the tickets are on the new one, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've been announced. Whatever. It's fine. Let's get this over with. Um, The next one... Oh, uh, gosh. Oh, wait. I wanted to make a note that I said I feel like people only bought this album to listen to the Celine Dion song. Mm-hmm. And also CD. people that are just, like, absolutely crazy about this movie. Yeah. Because uh, people did go bonkers for this movie. Yeah. Fun fact, um, it's my we... mom's least favorite movie. Okay, yeah. The computer is not going to die. Because the past few times it's been on, like, 40 when oh, yeah, we start no. the podcast. Well, I charged it before I came this time. Okay. Uh, and then, finally, my heart will go on. Okay. Celine. S- Celine kind of killed this. Oh, of course. Celine, like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a big Celine Dion fan by no, any I'm means. Not, but I'm not either. I'm not. But Celine kills this, and I don't blame people for... Uh, especially since this movie was so huge, I don't blame people for just going nuts for this album because yeah. really she does so well. Like she's got some range going on. Like it's just such a powerful song. Like, can I read my notes? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote, she has a great voice. Obviously mm-hmm. that's why people love her. And I said, kilted Celine. And then I said, got to keep an eye out for Selena. <laughs> Selena. Except for Selene. Have you not seen that on TikTok? No. They're talking about Selena Gomez. Uh-huh. But then her name's Selene, so I said Selena. Um, I said that there are sentimental lyrics, and then I wrote slow love song slow love song, not gonna lie, kinda boring, and then I said, Psych! She hit that and then we started going crazy. <laughs> oh, it's man. when she hit like the chorus for like the second or third time and you're like, Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's it. She really does like hammer at home. Like yeah. her voice was pretty perfect to get that <laughs> feeling across of like oh the heartbreak of of losing my loved one and right. blah 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 i don't know she just had a perfect voice for this and i really her don't picture was way better than james yeah james horner yeah his picture okay last song on the album him to the sea finally uh i said <laughs> for this one I wrote, oh she's definitely throwing that necklace back <laughs> Um, as an old lady... Oh, sorry. I just totally peaked the audio when I laughed right there. It's okay, because normally our audio is extremely quiet, so we'll see. That's why, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we'll see if this one's just as quiet. Um, and then I said, like, as an old lady, and then there's a Britney Spears song. It's Oops, I Did It Again, where there's, like, a break, and she's like, oh my gosh, you went back and got it for me? I thought the old lady, like, threw it into the sea, and he's like... Well, baby, I went in there. I got it for you. <laughs> so I was like, okay, thank you. That was really funny. Um, and then I said, more more bagpipes. Thank you. And then we talked about dead dogs. <laughs> what? What? We did talk about dead dogs. Because <laughs> we were talking about like when their like, tongues stick out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. We got kind of weird at the end of that. Yeah. Um, and so, do you have anything on that last one? Absolutely not. Okay. So, I would also like to add that when we were listening to this, like, all the way through, like Nate mentioned earlier, it did sound whimsical, but when you pair it with the movie, Mm -hmm. it actually does make it extremely 
dramatic and it really adds to what's going on. Yeah. Obviously. So it's not whimsical. It's pretty like, it's just emotional. Yeah. Um, I already mentioned that the soundtrack is out of order from what how it appears in the movie. That kind of irks me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too, because most of them are in order, mm-hmm. which, whatever. And I said, I think that Southampton is when, like, they're boarding the ship and, like, Jack is running through and he's, like, trying to get on, whatever. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. I will say that Celine Dion, her song is over the end credits, and that's it. Yeah. That's all I have, except... I would like to point out mm-hmm. that most of our listeners are from Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. Hold on, if I can find our... Our analytics. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so most of them are from Tennessee. What's up, guys? Most of, okay, wait, time out. Most of them are from the United States. Mm-hmm. Most, the majority of that is from Tennessee. We have some from Texas, specifically Dallas... What's up, Dallas? And then Oklahoma. What's up, Oklahoma? Other than that, uh, we've had Denmark. Denmark! What's up? Wait, do they... Uh, no offense to Denmark. They do they Danish. speak English? Okay. Danish. I mean... I, th- I mean... I, I think like... English is a pretty widely known language because it's yeah. a lingua franca or whatever. And, uh, I, I mean, like yeah, you can go to other countries and, and people will speak English, yeah. right? But Danish is their... Mm, what is that called? Primary yeah, language. Yeah, primary language. Um, the age numbers are from 18 to 22. What's up, guys? Which is probably just like uh-huh. playing it to make sure it doesn't sound weird. And then 35 to 44. And then 45 to 59. <laughs> What's up, 45 to 59, if you're listening to this? They're hitting up that Kenny G. Yeah. They're hitting up that Kenny G. Um, but yeah, that is all I have. Uh, yeah, so... Um... This has been the Diamond Mine Podcast with Nate and Laney. Uh, next week, we'll be back at you with some Matchbox, Matchbox 20, yourself or someone like you. 